you ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy Podcast. Hello, everyone. Michelle Slaney Travato here. I am so grateful and happy to be the host of the Living Your Legacy Podcast and show, and I am thrilled to have you here today. Over the last few months, I've been getting some feedback from my audience, and the question that they've been raising had me intrigued. They're saying, I don't know what my legacy is going to be. Mm -hmm. I've never thought about it. I don't know how I would even figure it out, and I certainly don't know where to start. So this has prompted me to go out and find some people who can help us to answer those burning questions, because this is really important. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm always looking to talk to extraordinary people who are creating amazing legacies and supporting amazing legacy makers in their lives. And today's guest, she's no different. I would like to take a moment to introduce you to my dear friend and colleague, Jasmine Churchin. Jasmine is a certified life coach with over a decade of experience who helps clients achieve their goals and overcome obstacles by unlocking their full potential. Wouldn't you just love to do that? I'm still wanting to do that. Like, that's amazing. I want to do that right now. Her approach is based on developing a growth mindset. And we're going to talk a little about what that is and taking intentional action towards one's goals. We're going to talk a little bit about that too. Most people know about the idea of taking action, but what is exactly intentional action? We're going to get into that. Mm. One of Jasmine's key strengths as a coach is her ability to help clients navigate transitions, whether in their careers, relationships, or in personal development. Her clients have achieved a wide range of goals from starting on a new career path or improving their communication skills to finding greater purpose and fulfillment in life. And my gosh, who doesn't want more of that? <laughs> when working with Jasmine as your coach, you can anticipate a supportive, collaborative, and sacred experience that enables you to access your inner wisdom and take deliberate steps towards your reimagined future. And before I turn this over to Jasmine, I'm going to say on a very personal level, I can attest to that. Jasmine and I have known each other now for several years, mm -hmm. and I find her to be one of my favorite people to have deep, rich conversations with. She asks the best questions. Sometimes she stumps me. And let me tell you, folks, as a person who talks for a living, this is a very difficult thing to do. Sometimes I'm like, I don't have an answer for that. And she stumps me and I have to go away and think about things, um, which initially is very irritating because I like to have an answer up front. 
But I find it so rewarding having these conversations. And recently, Jasmine presented at a networking group that I run, and I was so excited by her presentation, I invited her to come and share it with you. Because what she was talking about really digs into this idea of, I don't know what my legacy will be. I don't know how to figure it out. And I don't know how to get there. So Jasmine, I am so excited to have you on the show today to share your wisdom and get us all thinking. Yeah, thank thank you, Michelle, for having me on the podcast. I am excited for the conversation ahead. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, me too. It already has been. We haven't even started yet. (laughs) Love it. So Jasmine, let's start with, from your intro, the discussion Mm -hmm. about growth mindset. Can you explain to our audience what that is? Well, a growth mindset is really about being open to new opportunities and new ways of doing things. It's really the opposite of a set mindset where, you know, this is how I have to do things because I've always done it this way. Growth mindset is about opening the door to curiosity and a wonder if maybe there's a different way, a new opportunity, something something exciting that's available to you and seeing that as a path that you can or decide not to take, but that you can open that door to yourself. Yeah. Ooh, I love growth. The way you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. Cause so much of life kind of becomes that closed mindset. You yeah. know, we've always gone this route to get to school or work. Mm-hmm. We've always had fish on Fridays. We've always had, you know, we've always done our job this particular way. And you can kind of get, well, they talk about getting into a rut, right? Like you kind of dig yourself a path because you walked the same path the same way so many times that it's really easy to forget that there are possibilities to do things differently or better. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I love that a growth mindset is about being curious. Yeah. Curious and asking the what if, but not the what if, like what if the world ends those what yeah. ifs, like not yeah. that. On the other side, it's like, what if this was possible? Mm-hmm. What if I could? Like, mm-hmm. those are some powerful questions that are exciting. Like, it's almost exhilarating. What if I could change this? What yeah. if I could learn and grow and do something different? What if I could impact a whole lot of people? Mm-hmm. Like, Wow. So growth mindset. I love that. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about intentional action. So Mm -hmm. let's say you've decided you're practicing a growth mindset Mm -hmm. and we're going to get into how we could practice that. Um, What would an intentional action be? What does that mean? So intentional actions about really about slowing down, tapping into your own inner wisdom and taking action from that, that spot. Instead of just being on this merry-go-round of automatically um, taking action just because you took action because you take action. It's amazing how, and I've, you know, in the past, I've got caught up uh, in this myself, is that I'm, you know, I have this intention that I want to create something new, but I keep taking the same action over and over again. And of course, I end up back in the same place I started. So intentional actions really about slowing down, connecting, and taking action from that spot. Not from a place of habit, but from a place of possibility and growth, especially when it comes to creating your legacy, Mm -hmm. because you're creating your legacy moment to moment, day to day, week to week, year to year. Mm -hmm. And so taking action that supports you where you actually want to go. Mm -hmm. 
Ooh, so powerful. So Jasmine, let's take a step back now, because I wanted to get those two terms understood mm-hmm. before we jump into this. Mm-hmm. And let's find out about your story. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're in grade four and the teacher says to you, what do you want to be when you grow up? A life coach, I'm pretty sure is not even in the top thousand <laughs> answers, although no. you know, definitely not in the top hundred that kids say. So mm-hmm. why don't you share with us your story and your journey about how you got here? Yeah. So I am a former people pleaser, really grew up in a household community that was really focused on making people happy around me. So I really built the foundation of my life was really built on that around people pleasing, making everyone else happy, really um, striving to get praise from those around me, from those I loved. And so that was that permeated in every area of my life, including my career. And so eventually got me to a place where I got this role within a very large organization and I had the fancy office, the title, the, you know, the fancy cards. I was, you know, hobnobbing with thought leaders, you know, that were nationally recognized and internationally recognized. And I just looked good, like looked good from the outside, like chef's kiss. Like, oh, if anyone have seen, if you saw, you know, who's making it, my face would have been in that part of the dictionary. Mm-hmm. But I was crumbling inside. I hated the work that I was doing. I was dragging myself out of bed every morning. Um, You know, I was working in a workplace that wasn't very respectful. There was workplace bullying. There's a lot of misogyny. You know, there was times during the day. I remember going outside my office and there was this long hallway. And I remember opening up the door and looking both directions to make sure that none of my colleagues were in the hallway because I didn't want to run into anyone. And so that was the place where I was working. And I finally had enough. And I said, you know, I need to do something. And so I went to the up and ups and I said, hey, up and ups, there's a lot of uh, shenanigans going on here, down here that you're not seeing. Um, You know, I'm suffering. My colleagues are suffering. It doesn't have to be this way. Like, let's be the change here. There's an opportunity to do something really great here. We just need your help. And they said, yeah, Jasmine, we hear you. We got it. Um, You know, we'll get back to you. And so two weeks later, I found myself on the sidewalk fired. I no longer was employed at that place of work and was really devastated from the experience. And even worse than that, Michelle, is that I, a week, uh, a month prior, actually suffered a a miscarriage of a pregnancy that was really wanted after years of going through fertility treatments. And I was so disconnected from myself and my own well-being and my own inner wisdom that I went to work in the midst of this and sat in a, a boardroom full of men And instead of thinking about my own health and wellness and, you know, really grieving this loss, all I could think about that I was going to soil the seat beneath me because I was in the midst of this miscarriage. And so there I'm on the sidewalk. I'm not going to be a mom. I have no job and I'm just completely obliterated from the experience, Mm. completely. And so I made three phone calls. I made a call to my husband. I said, hey, honey, um, I'm going to be home early tonight. (laughs) I don't have a job anymore. Second, I phoned my mom and I cried and I explained, mom, you know, I've I've just destroyed my life. I imploded it. What am I going to do? And the third phone call I made was to my life coach, who I had hired literally, Michelle, two weeks prior. Oh, wow. Not a coincidence. Not a coincidence. Two weeks prior. And she said to me, Jasmine, go home. And I said, okay. Okay, I'll go home. I went home. I cried. I hopped in my pajamas. I stayed inside pajamas for two weeks. I ate chocolate. I watched videos and I 
you just cried. I ate so much chocolate, Michelle, just a river of chocolate. <laughs> um, and, then, and then after a couple of weeks of this, I reached out to my life coach. And that for me was the beginning of reimagining my own legacy, hmm. of tapping into my own inner wisdom in a way I had never done before. And the choices I made out of that situation of recreating my legacy, recreating my life is why I'm literally here today with you talking with you is based on those choices uh, that I made for myself moving forward. Wow. That is such a profound and powerful story. You know, we all hope that if we're, if we're given the opportunity to be change agents, that we take it and you clearly tried, and Mm -hmm. then you hope that the people you are speaking Mm -hmm. to would want to be change agents as well. But Obviously, that was not an area of focus for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So just as well, I guess, that you weren't there. I mean, it's hard to see the blessing in that moment. Yeah. But it turned out to be an exceptional blessing for you. Because if you had stayed there, well, I never would have met you. So that would have been sad Mm -hmm. for sure. And then you wouldn't be where you are. Um, Thank you for sharing that very personal story. Mm -hmm. Because it does highlight a few things that that we all do need to be thinking about in terms of our priorities. Mm -hmm. Um, And you touched on some things there around feeling very disconnected from Mm -hmm. yourself. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Like, what is that? What was that feeling? Because I would imagine there are people in our audience that feel that way and maybe Mm -hmm. don't even know it. So how would you know? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it showed up as a numbness. Like very numb to what was happening in my body and what truly I wanted for my own life. Because I was caught up in this cycle of people pleasing and trying to perform for everyone, I was more interested in looking good and making them happy. Mm-hmm. That was more important to me than what I actually wanted to create in my own life and what what was my song I was going to sing while I was on this planet, on this big blue marble in the universe. Mm-hmm. And so because I was focusing so much on them, there was a numbness here. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you what I really wanted. I could tell you what everyone else wanted for me and that I would want that. Mm-hmm. But what I actually want to create in my own life, what I want to create as my own legacy, I couldn't have told you because I was just numb here, completely disconnected. And so I was making choices, making decisions from that place. And I was getting results based on that numbness. And so once I made a switch, as far as connecting with my own in wisdom, I started making different type of decisions and then the results started to change. And that's when my true legacy started to emerge. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that legacy a little bit, because then I want to jump into how we can help other people figure it out. So mm-hmm. what was the legacy that started emerging for you? For me, it was about creating a life that was authentic to me based on my values and what I wanted to improve and help in the world. And so how could I use the gifts I was given, the skills I have, the experience, good and bad that I experienced, how can I use it to help those around me and to serve the people around me, my community, and ultimately the world? And so for me, getting a clear vision of what that was And then really going back and taking the steps to move myself in direction. And I still do that. It's taking the small steps to move myself in the direction that I want to go so I can create the results that I want and serve the people and communities that I, that bring me joy and happiness. And what that's created for me is a life that I have designed that I absolutely love. I love my life. 
Do crappy stuff happen and hard things happen? Of course they do. I'm a human being. I'm a spirit having a human experience just like everyone else. But I can move beyond that and see the gifts and even the things that are not great and to still move myself forward. And that's been the the greatest gift to myself. Um, And that gift I can share with other people, which has been just the most magical experience for me, the most magical. I just love everything you said there, Um, (laughs) for sure. Um, So let's talk, let's backtrack a little um, to talk Mm -hmm. about values. How Mm -hmm. would someone determine what their values are? Yeah. How you determine what your values are is to get really curious about yourself. And so because we're moving so quickly and so many of us are caught in this idea of of trying to be really impressive, whether that's for our friends and our family, whether that's for social media or colleagues, this idea of being really impressive to other people or showing this veneer Mm -hmm. is to really pull back from that and to slow yourself down and to really ask yourself, what is important to me? What is truly important? If I had to strip away all that stuff, what is truly important? Mm -hmm. So for myself, one thing that's truly important to me is my family. Mm -hmm. That's a priority for me, a value of mine. I know it's one for you as well, Michelle, Mm -hmm. because I I know you. And so making decisions to honor that value in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a dog mom. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I'm an auntie. And so spending my time in those areas, because it really lights me up. Mm-hmm. Another value that I have is fun. I love to have fun. And so amongst, amongst all the busyness that, you know, we have as adults, as we're adulting all over the place, is to have fun in my life. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I, for example, this, this fall did a learn to curl, like, like cool. rock curling. Yeah. <laughs> the sport. Yeah. yeah. Because I always wanted to try it and it just seemed really fun. Am I going to go to the Olympics as a curler? curler? I'm not. But that for me honored that part of me that wanted fun. And so I made that a priority in my life. And so really slowing down and for those listeners to ask yourself what is truly important to me mm-hmm. and to wait for the response, to slow yourself down and to allow that response to come to you and then live from that place, make decisions from that place, from your values. I love that. And you are absolutely right. Family is definitely probably the number one on my list. Yeah. Advise with laughter and fun. I like yeah. to have both. <laughs> sometimes they go together. Sometimes they do not. Anybody who's a parent, <laughs> including dog parents, will get it. Right? Sometimes they do not go hand in hand. But I'll give a personal example because I love what you said there, Jasmine. And to make it a little more concrete, I used to always feel very torn that Mm -hmm. I was trying to do so many things that often I was trying to do it with my kids around. And I'm not talking about doing the dishes or the laundry. Those are things that you can do kind of without really thinking. I'm talking about hosting meetings or um, uh At the time when I was teaching, I teach a little bit online, you know, trying to teach with my kids home. And I found what I found for sure was that it just didn't serve me. I always Mm -hmm. felt very torn that I wasn't giving my best self in either place, that the people in, you know, in the meetings weren't getting the best of me because I was distracted because, of course, um, you know, the video or like the video call or the telephone, I describe all the time as being like a dog whistle for children. They will ignore (laughs) you until the minute I say hello to someone else. They're like, and mom, I need you. Mom, I need you. And so I felt like 
whoever I was talking to wasn't getting the best of me because I was consistently distracted. But I also felt like my kids were getting the message that they weren't important enough for me to pay attention to them either. And so um, when I started looking at things through the lens of family first, one of the first things I did was readjust my schedule. Now I have no meetings when my children are home. None. I do not do it. It's a line I don't cross because now my podcast guests, the people I'm meeting with, you get the best of me when my children are at school. And when they come home, I can be the best of me mom that I can be so that they understand that they are important to me. Now, periodically the phone rings or I do have an occasional meeting that cannot be juggled, but it's occasional and that can be very forgiving. Um, Because I always tell people, if that's the case, my kids are home, just be aware. We are going to be interrupted. (laughs) And the people that would choose to go that route with me um, are usually really cool about it. But that's one way where I took a decision about a value that was really important to me and took intentional action. Mm -hmm. I have structured things so that I can give the best of me in all places. Most of the time. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes nobody gets the best of me. <laughs> but that's sort of a, a good example based on what Jasmine was saying when I made that decision that looking through the lens of family first, that everything else I could restructure. And once I started doing that, I was far happier. I didn't yeah. feel stressed. I didn't feel angry with my kids for wanting to talk to me as soon as I get on this call mm-hmm. or you know, I didn't feel like I was letting down the people that I was meeting with or I, or that they felt that I was not giving them the proper time or attention. Um, now I can feel like, yeah, that's a win on both sides. Yeah. So for the audience, again, thinking about what's important to you, it will come. And when you mm-hmm. look at the world through that lens of this thing is really important, is this action or this thing I'm doing over here, is that serving that? Or is it taking away from that? That can help you to really make some decisions and then being curious. Well, if I cannot do it this way that I've always done it, how can I do it differently? And of course, are people always going to hit on the right answer right away? No. 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 You heard that in in no. harmony there. Jasmine and I said it at the same time. Nope. <laughs> Sometimes you got to play with it a bit. You try something you're like, well, that just was an abysmal or an epic fail, right? Like that just did not uh, dive bombed into bad. Nope, not doing that again. <laughs> okay. And then you try something else and you try something else until you find the thing where you're like, this works. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep going with this. And then you'll find yourself feeling like instead of being fragmented and pulled in a bunch of different directions, which I always felt that suddenly you feel like you're coming into alignment. Like I felt like, you know, those commercials are on TV where it's like the, the person pulls apart and I felt like mm-hmm. everything just came back together. Yes. And I felt yes. very much more connected and in alignment and peaceful and happy, which of course is what we want for everybody who's listening to this. Yes. you for being a part of the living your legacy podcast community in 2022 we can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year we've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you 
The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. I love that you you shared that, Jasmine, about how to how to make those decisions around your values. So let's start with that. Let's say now our guests have thought about, um, our audience has thought about, okay, some of the things that are important, and you don't have to have all the answers right away mm-hmm. either. Maybe pick one that's really important to you. Yeah. And now you want to use that or look at the world through that lens to make some decisions. How are you Mm -hmm. figuring out those intentional actions? And one of the things that Jasmine shared in uh, the networking group that we were at, she shared four steps for making those intuitive decisions. And I've asked her to share them with us today because Mm -hmm. this is a great strategy. I found it so useful in my own life. I still do. I actually have it on a piece of paper in front of me. For those of you on the TV, you can see it. It's right here. Um, (laughs) I wrote it down when she shared it because I thought, gosh, that's so good. I need to practice that. And Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty good at being intentional about what I'm doing, but making future decisions, I think this process will be so much easier. So Mm -hmm. I've invited Jasmine to share it with all of us because as we're making decisions around what will your legacy be? Making it from that perspective of now that I know some of my values, I can move ahead with making decisions on actions. That's going to be super useful. So Jasmine, I'm going to turn it over to you to share those four tips that you had, because I thought they were exceptional. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Um, And they're, they're very simple. It doesn't require a lot of tools or expertise. These are things that anyone can do. It won't cost you anything. Uh, And so let's, Let's let's take everyone through the listeners and the watchers here through that process. So step one in all this is to slow down. I think that might be the hardest one. (laughs) It is. Because the first, isn't it funny? The first time anyone says, hey, what what are you up to? Oh, I'm so busy. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing. Oh, there's so much going on. And so I'm going to invite you to leave the door open a little bit to try something a little bit different. So instead of speeding up, the first step is to slow down. And so to give you a little example of that, I was working with a uh, woman named Lori. Lori had 10 years in a police force locally, loved policing for 10 years, but knew that she was ready to make a a change in her career. She needed a new direction for herself. And so she came to me and says, I I know I need to do something different. I, I know I need to live out my values in a different way than I have been the last 10 years, but I I just, it feels like my mind's a jumble. You know, I've gone to my husband. He says, I should do this. My mom is saying I should stay because of the retirement. And she said, my mind is just whirling and spinning around. I'm not sleeping, um, but I know I want to move in a different direction. And I said, perfect. That's actually the perfect place to be. Because mm-hmm. this is an opportunity in all this whirlingness. It's very hard to hear your intuition, mm-hmm. to experience your own intuition. Because your intuition will come to you at the beginning as a whisper, whether it's a feeling or a sense. And it's very hard to hear the whisper, to experience the feeling if you are in so much thought and things are really busy in your mind. And so the first step, just like what I took through Lori 3, is to slow down. 
And so we're gonna, I'll take you through a process. I'll take you through a grounding. So for those watching, for those listening, you can do this now. And so I invite you to sit back in your chair if you're sitting. To sit back and, and Michelle and I are going to do it with you. And so sit back. Close your eyes if that feels good. Keep them open if that feels better. And uncross anything that's crossed. Your legs, your fingers, your toes. Just uncross them. And to allow yourself to settle fully into the seat. And just to breathe normally. Nice, normal breath. And to create a little bit of movement with your feet. I invite you to sort of rub your feet on the carpet or floor, maybe you have slippers or socks on, just to rub your feet and to notice the texture beneath you. And now to bring that noticing to your knees, maybe moving your knees a little bit if that feels good, creating some movement, creating some energy in that space. And now bringing that attention to your bum, your seat. I invite you, if you're sitting, to wiggle. If you're laying on your back, just to wiggle your bum a little bit. And to notice the texture underneath your bum. Creating some movement in your hips. For those of us who sit a lot, it's really good to create some movement in your hips. It gets very stiff there. And now to bring that awareness to your belly and invite you to put your hands onto your belly. Not as a place of judgment that your belly should be something it isn't but just to notice your belly and to send some love to your digestion. Think of all the work your gut does for you. So I'm gonna invite you now to breathe in into your tummy and to release. Rub your belly a little bit, like a little hug. Now to bring that awareness to your chest, down your shoulders, to your elbows, your wrists and your fingers. I invite you to wiggle your fingers if that feels good. And to move your wrists in whatever way feels really good in this moment. Just to notice the movement there. Now bringing that motion into your shoulders. We, we store so much tension here. So much of our thinking ends up in our shoulders. So putting your shoulders forward or back or wiggling any which way that feels good. There's no right way. Just what feels good in your body. And now to bring that awareness and movement to your neck, also a place we hold a lot of tension. And so just to move that around a little bit, whatever feels good in your neck. And now to take your fingertips and to rub your head a little bit, to give your scalp a little bit of a mini massage. Ah. Now put your arms down. One last deep breath into the belly. And to release. And I invite you to take a moment now to open your eyes. For those watchers, you'll see me rubbing my hands together. Those who are listening, rub your hands together. Give yourself a pat on your arms, a little rub on your arms. And then to shake your body out. Whew. And now I invite you to notice the energy in your body from this place. You might notice a little bit more stillness, a little more slowing down, maybe not 100% slowing down. That's not the goal. It's just to invite a little bit of slowing down so that the thoughts can settle, so that your intuition, can, you can start hearing your intuition, experiencing your intuition again. So it's always been there from the moment you, you took your first breath. 
it was there. This is just an opportunity to invite it back into your life again if it hasn't been invited in a time. Because I know that if you sit in the question long enough, the answer will find you. I heard that from a movie. But if you sit in the question long enough, the answer will find you. But the only way it can find you is if you slow down. Slow down. So that's step one. And, and know that you can use this grounding or any other breathing technique that works best for you. But just allow yourself to, to come to a little bit more stillness. 1%, 2% more stillness. And so step two is to be curious. And we spoke about that earlier in the podcast, but to be curious. And so I was working, just to illustrate that, working with a woman named Jen. Jen was a nurse. But as a child, she was very creative. She loved art and plays and movement and beauty. And everyone really encouraged that in her when she was younger. But when she became an adult, 18, I was not an adult 18, but 18, <laughs> it was like, oh, no, no, Jen, now it's time for you to get serious about your career. It's time for you to get serious. You know, this art thing's not going to work for you. You need something with a steady job and pension. And Jen's like, well, she wanted everyone to be happy with her. She was a lot of people pleasing. So she went to nursing, enjoyed nursing, but that was not her song to sing. That was not for her. She was not able to live her values the way she wanted to by working in that career. And so we started to work together. And the first thing we did was to slow down. The second step was to be curious, to open her mind up to growth and to a new possibility. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her a version of this question. I'm going to invite the listeners and watchers to this question. And I want to read it out. What area of my life will really benefit from a decision finally being made? I'm going to read that out again. What area of my life will really benefit from a decision finally being made? Because I know that there's probably some decisions in your life that are lingering, that you're sort of pushing away and sort of pretending pretending they're not there, I invite you to open the door to, to allow them in. And your when you're making this response, be very specific. Be specific so that you get a clear response. A clear response could look something like this. An area of my life that would really benefit if a decision were finally being made would be around what my schedule looks like on Mondays. As an entrepreneur, my Mondays are a mess. And I need to make some, uh, make some decisions on what I'm going to do moving forward so I can start living out my legacy. That's specific. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, hey, I've um, you know, put my name out for a promotion three times. I've lost that promotion three times. What do I want to do next? What do I want to do next? So be very specific so you get a clear response. So to be curious, questions are the fuel of creativity. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to be more creative, ask yourself a question, w write your response down. So it starts by slowing down and then being curious, being curious. And I invite you not to overthink this response, trying to get the right response, write whatever comes to mind. And you know that it's right. This is the right thing for you. You'll get a bit of a sense in your body. There might be a little bit of excitement a little bit of nervousness, a little bit of fear. Maybe there's a bubbly feeling. I know for me, I get a lot of feeling in my chest. Notice that feeling. That's when you'll, you're, you know that you're on the right track. 
If you're hearing, I should do this, or this is the logical thing to do, you're on the wrong, wrong path. I invite you to come back, slow down, be curious, and write down the first response that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So step two, be curious. Step three is to take intentional action. There's this misconception that there is the right way to make decisions, the logical way to make decisions. Well, I should do that. This is what I've been taught. This is what all the experts are, are, are saying. That is a whole bunch of baloney. And that is an official term. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of baloney. <laughs> Our life is not meant to be sort of, you know that, um, Michelle, did you ever do that paint by numbers? Yep. You know, you put yellow here and you put blue there. That's not how our life is meant to be. I believe that our life is meant to be coloring outside of the lines, leading with inspiration and passion. Logic has a place, but not of the, not as the head of the parade. Mm-hmm. Logic's in the back playing the drums, mm-hmm. but it's it's your intention, it's your intuition that is leading the parade in your life. Mm-hmm. And taking uh, intentional action is the way that you do that. And so I want to go back to my own story. Mm-hmm. So we left me, I was at home, pajamas, reached out to my life coach. River of chocolate. River of chocolate, literally Mm -hmm. swimming in a river of chocolate in my flannel pajamas. Mm -hmm. And she helped me slow down, be curious, and take intentional action. And I started off small. It wasn't these big, sexy action that there would be a lot of excitement. The first thing I did, Michelle is that I got out of said flannel pajamas and took a shower and brushed my hair. That was the first step to moving forward for me. If you haven't done that for two weeks, it's pretty big. Yes, that's a that's a big one. Mm-hmm. So brush, I took a shower, brushed my hair. The next step was going to bed one hour earlier because I was not sleeping. And so I, I put a, a little routine together so I go to bed just one hour earlier. And I took these small steps that were the beginning of creating my new legacy. Like I said, not big, sexy action and change in the world. Mm-hmm. It was really small steps that were really doable for me in that moment with what was available to me to move myself in the direction of, my, of creating my legacy. And so the question I want to ask, ask the listeners and watchers is this for you to reflect on. Based on your response around being curious, what's the easiest, simplest thing I can do to take one step forward? I love that. Easiest, simplest, most doable step that you're you're not currently doing, that's the key, that you're not already doing to move yourself forward. It could be that you sit your husband or wife down and have a conversation about that you're not happy in your career. Simple step. Or it could be that you're going to actually leave work on time. Work finishes at 4.30 And you're going to leave at 4.30 so that you can spend time with your family in the evening and you can give them your best. Mm -hmm. So it's small, simple steps, a simple step that you can do. And I want you to put a date on it when you're going to do it and a time. Just like you're scheduling um, the most important appointment that you've ever had, be that serious and intentional about it. Because we're, it's really easy to have all, all these things we're going to do. We don't write them down. We don't put a date or time on them. And then we don't get to them, mm-hmm. me included. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to put it down in your scheduler, on your calendar, and book an appointment with yourself. 
that on this date and time, I'm doing this one thing. Nothing will get in the way of that. That's how serious I want you to come at this. Mm-hmm. And fourth, and probably most important, is to celebrate yourself. And I learned this from you, Michelle. So this is really inspired by you. Do, credit is due to you. It's to celebrate you. And you've, you've said this at a, me- a million times. You said, Jasmine, it's we're so willing to celebrate other people, mm-hmm. but we're not willing to celebrate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I invite everyone here, those, those that are watching, those are, that are listening, to raise your right hand, to raise your right hand, to put it over your shoulder, and to give yourself a pat on the back. Good job. Good job for showing up, for trying, for not being perfect, but moving forward anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, you'll make mistakes, and that's okay. You can still move forward. Mm-hmm. Congrats to you. Congrats to me. So those are the four steps. I love that. Now you see why I wanted her to share it. (laughs) They're actually so simple, but there's so much strength, courage, beauty in simplicity, right? Mm -hmm. Our lives are so complicated (laughs) and the general and every day that it's often the most simple things that make the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage our audience as well to actually try those things. If you have the burning questions of, I have no idea what my legacy is going to be or what impact I am or will make in the world, then start with that. Start figuring it out. Look at what's important to you. Everything Jasmine said, once you figure out what values are important to you, so let's say, for example, one of the things that's really important to you is uh, animals, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you need to look at things from that perspective. Do you do you need to have an animal in your life? Do you mm-hmm. have an animal in your life and you would like to make sure other animals have people in their lives? Mm-hmm. Do you, you know, where where is this going to take you? And to sit down and like really give that some thought because there are all kinds of avenues just within that one topic that you could paths you can go down or trailblaze yourself that don't exist yeah. already. Mm-hmm. For example, locally, someone discovered that a lot of people who were using the food bank had pets and they were struggling. They were, um, you know, having insecurities around their own food insecurities, but so too for their pets. So they would, um, you know, be really concerned about that. And so they started a pet food bank. How cool is that? Amazing. A pet food bank. Trailblazed. Nobody's ever done it before. So, you know, think about that. It could be volunteering somewhere. It could Mm be, um, you know, going and participating in a fundraiser. It could be creating and hosting a fund. I mean, it could be, I could go on and on and on and on on what it could be. So you could step into something else that's being done because people always need people to lead those events. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, I don't want to do any of that. I have this feeling that I want to go this route and it's not been created yet. Mm -hmm. And then you can take some steps to do that. I love that. Take intentional and inspired action. Mm -hmm. What makes you feel inspired? Where do you feel like, wow, this is, I'm so lucky to -hmm. be a part of this. I'm so blessed to be in this space or with these people. Look at what I have done or I have participated in. 
how amazing is all of that? So again, so awesome. And thank you for the compliment, Jasmine. And yes. celebrate you. Yes. The reality is we do not celebrate ourselves mm -hmm. enough. Somewhere along the way, we've been told it is bad, boastful, prideful, all those other things to talk about what you're proud of. Now, to differentiate, boastful and prideful is I am the best at this. You suck. I'm better than you. So yeah. in order to make me feel good, I put you down. That's mm -hmm. bad. But to say I am very proud of the parent I'm becoming that's not boastful. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm saying I'm just happier that I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> not than you, but than me, than what I was yesterday. Right. Like, I'm just so happy that I didn't lose my cool today. Or, yeah. you know, I, this thing that drives me crazy about my kid didn't, I found it funny today. Or we managed to avoid a whole situation that we usually get ourselves into as a family because I handled it differently and better. So celebrating that because the reality is, you know, the world beats you up, right? Yeah. Like it just does. 80% mm -hmm. of what we hear is negative and that's mm -hmm. all around us everywhere, all day long, bombarding us. So why not be the voice of optimism and hope and positivity? And when you can start to celebrate you, people listen and it gives yeah. them things about you to say that they can say, you know, I... See, you see now why I had Jasmine on. I happen to, and I say this, I think every time I see her, how awesome I think she is, <laughs> how extraordinarily good she is at asking questions. Like those are some profound questions there that make you think. See, I told you, they made me think too, <laughs> right? And, you know, she's just so incredible about this stuff, but it's from a perspective of, oh, like I feel good about this versus, oh, you mean I have to do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way a lot, especially when I look at the dishes or the laundry, you know, pooper scooping after the dog. Like, yeah, not my favorite things. Right. So when you think about it from that perspective, it is easier to move forward and yeah. making a decision about a legacy. Jasmine, you also wanted to talk a little bit about maybe the path you've been on isn't the one for you. So what happens if you figure yeah. that out? What, what do you suggest? I suggest that if, if you if you discover that hey this is is not, is not my path, is to stop, to not continue on with the path just because you have just because you you've always done it, is to stop, always back to slowing down, always back, and to slowing down, connecting with your values, collecting with your your connecting to your intuition, and taking yourself through this process, slowing down being curious and then taking intentional action from that spot. Mm -hmm. It may, like I said, it may not be a big thing of like turning around from your path and, you know, completely changing your life. It can be really simple things, but because we, you know, we create our lives based on the decisions we make, we make decisions, we create action from those decisions. We get results from them is to slow yourself down and to re-engage with that process again. Mm -hmm. So that you can, you can start maybe moving one degree, a different direction, or maybe it's five degrees in a different direction and taking one step in, in where you want to go, what you actually want to create, not what you don't want to create. Everyone is very clear on what they don't want. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows what they don't want, but, but to ask yourself, what is it that I actually want for myself? If you're not clear, do these steps. Mm -hmm. I use them myself in my life. I use them in my practice. 
because it's easy to get off path sometimes. It happens, except we're human beings. And so if you find you're not in the right path or you veered off your path, slow yourself down, be curious, and take intentional action. I love that. Do the little things. I love all of that. Mm-hmm. So um, Jasmine, I, I love that you said those things and I love that you shared that. Thank you very much for taking mm-hmm. us through that process. Um, I also wanted to help uh, just answer this question. I asked uh, Jasmine in the in the pre-call about her zone of genius. Where does she see herself existing in a place where she feels very strong and confident? And I love what she wrote, so I'm going to share it with you. My zone of genius is being able to connect my clients to their own inner genius. And if you haven't gotten that point already, you yeah. have not listened very carefully. Go back and listen again so that they can start making their decisions that allow them to have the career and personal life that brings them influence, joy, and peace. Those are some beautiful words in a world that is filled with busy, crazy, and negative. So I love all of that. Um, So Jasmine, of course, I anticipate that there are going to be a lot of people who are like, I need more of her, just like I feel. <laughs> so how can people find you? Where's a good place for them to go to find you? Yeah, the best would be on my website. So my practice, uh, coaching practice is called Wise Willow Coaching. You can always check me out there. I have events. Um, you can subscribe to my newsletter where I'm you know, monthly sending out tips and tricks and taking people through exercises, um, you know, through audios that I produce. And so that's a chance to start to sprinkle something a little bit different into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the best place to reach me. And you can reach me by email as well. And I can uh, include that at uh, Jasmine. So J-A-S-M-I-N-E with an E, Jasmine, at wisewillowcoaching.com. And if you have any questions or you're looking for resources, please feel free to reach out to me. I respond to every single email um, and I'll send you whatever I have in my library of personal development and growth um, and send you any tools that would be helpful uh, on your own journey. That's amazing. Um, I highly encourage people. She actually does answer her email. I know this again for yes. a fact. Um, so I do recommend that if if you're curious about what Jasmine has said, if it really resonated with you, if you thought, if it's got you thinking now, like, oh, I need to look at how to do this, or I'm really, or I feel like I'm stuck at on step two, or I'm not sure how to even get to step two um, in all the things that she shared today, by all means, reach out and have a connect with her. Um, those initial consultations are free. Is that correct, Jasmine? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're com- complimentary. So it's a chance for us just to know each other and to see how I can be, might be of help to you. So um, yeah, the door is open. All you have to do is walk in. Oh, I love that. So again, folks, um, if this is resonating with you, if you're feeling like this is Jasmine is a person I need to connect with this, this process she talked about is it feels good. I'm feeling quite interested in this. I don't know whether I want to continue in my career or I really want to do something like in my case with my son and our dreams and goals for him, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I always bounce ideas off Jasmine. I'm like, you know, my out left field thinking about this. I feel like I'm swimming in a sea of crazy over here by myself. Like, what is this? And she's so good at helping me to sort through my own thought processes on it so that I can get clarity and be able to move forward. I highly encourage that you reach out and connect with Jasmine and, and have her walk you through these steps again if you need her to. Or like she said, she's got a wide range of resources that she can connect you with. Or alternatively, maybe she's your person. 
Maybe she's the one you need in your life to help you define the new you and how that's going to go for the rest of your life. So I highly encourage connecting with her. Jasmine, I want to thank you again. I love that it's wise willow coaching. I've always said, I think you have such wisdom in you and I love the way you share it. Um, Plus I need more peace and calming in my life because I I live in a place that's not super peaceful and calming with kids and disabilities and dog and all that kind of stuff. So I love a little bit of time to just decompress. Mm -hmm. And I really want to thank you for sharing your wisdom, your wise words today, um, taking us through that grounding process, showing people the difference between, you know, growth mindset and a set mindset and, um, action versus intentional action. Mm-hmm. Um, those were some really inspiring things today. And for our guests and our, our audience, if any of this resonates with you, please reach out and let either one of us know. I would be yeah. so thrilled to hear if Jasmine has inspired you to change direction or to take a different action or to take intentional action for the first time ever. We would love to hear about that so we can celebrate you as well. So please reach out to either myself or Jasmine and connect so that we can share with the world just how wonderful you are in all you're Mm -hmm. doing. Jasmine, once again, I am so blessed to know you, to have you in my life, and now to be able to share you with our audience on this podcast and TV show. Thank you very much for being with us. Yes, thank you, Michelle. And kudos for to you, Michelle, for creating such an amazing space with this podcast to help people create their legacy. So my hat, if I could put a hat in my head, people I do on, I do not have a hat on, but I took my hat off to you, Michelle, um, include where we get to be included in your legacy. So I feel really blessed. Uh, so thank you. Oh, yes, you are one of my people. And I love that. (laughs) So folks, let Jasmine be one of your people too. She is definitely worth it. Have a great one, everybody. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd, but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play, and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.